This episode is brought to you by Pittsburgh Comics, recently named one of the best comic book stores by the Pittsburgh City Paper. Pittsburgh Comics is the premier comic shop in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, located in McMurray, conveniently near Route 19 and Route 79. Pittsburgh Comic carries a large collection of new and back-issue comics, trade paperbacks, graphic novels, games, statues, action figures, and more. Don't forget Comics Perks. With the Comics Perks program, you can earn points on every purchase you make in the store. You get a point for every dollar spent, and every 100 points can be redeemed for $10 off a future purchase. Go to PittsburghComics.com for more, or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The comic book pit? Okay. Sean of the Comic Book Pit, and this is Comic Book Pit number 385. And with me tonight is is nope. Link. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We're new to this. We're working through it. We don't have our fearless leader right now, so Sean is at the helm. Yes, Dan is on a secret mission from Shield. <laughs> I, I was practicing that all day. I was like, that's what I'm going to say. No. Anyway, thank you. Link and Kate are with me. Say hello, hello gang. Hello, gang. <laughs> we get get the dad jokes out of the way. We're we're nailing this. this yeah. This is no, going to be the, the flawless best intro. Exactly. <laughs> this is the flawless intro. I'd like to see Jared and Scott do this. <laughs> Up yours, Jared and Scott. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> also, the pirates suck. Anyway, <gasps> that's right. I said it. I live in Pittsburgh. They suck. Jared's never going to talk to us again. I, I, haven't seen know Jared. I haven't seen Jared in two years. He's still, he doesn't talk to me right now. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not Jared's fault. <laughs> <laughs> We, ne- we never get to be on the you know show or anything. Jer- Jared already knows. When we used to host a podcast together, I would just tune out when he did the Pirate's Corner. <laughs> like, I don't know. Pirates there's, suck. There's Sean napping in the corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, anyway, today's sponsor of CBP is New Dimension Comics. And they will have a customer appreciation appreciation sale on Saturday, June 26 at their businesses. Uh, they've been around for 35 years is the celebration. <laughs> oh, oh, that's cool. 35 yeah. years. That's a, that's a good mile. 35. Yeah, exactly. They're as old as me. Yeah. Wow. You, I'm 35. Yeah. Oh, good job. Let's have a cake together, CBP. Yeah. <laughs> and ice cream. Because ice cream's awesome. 
Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is with that celebration, besides being that you're 35 as well, is that <laughs> all dollar books <laughs> are all 35 cents and 25% off almost everything at New Dimension locations. That's cool. Yeah. I'm digging it. It's a good time to, to go uh, dollar box diving. Mm-hmm. Get through that backlist, which I have plenty of backlists to get through someday. As I yeah. continue continue to accumulate them, and then I'm like, well, well, I'm gonna, I'll pick this up in the dollar box someday, and you know how it is. I have a feeling you do that too, Sean. See, my problem is I keep like looking at uh, like floppies, and I'm like, I'm totally gonna read that one day, and then I end up getting trades, and I read those first, and sure, yeah. that's all I read is trades, and I'm like, I should totally read those floppies. And well, if you, if you wait long enough, those floppies just turn into trades, right? Eventually. You just, you just don't – that's why you buy them the dollar box. So you're not <laughs> buying a $4 floppy you don't read. That's true. I don't <laughs> I don't like to get, like, the new comic books nowadays anyways because they're, like, 4 bucks. I mean, come on, like, 4 or 5 bucks. Yeah, it's a, that's, for like, it's a good mid. Excuse me? It's a, it's a good bit of money. Yeah, like – I, I I don't know if we talked about this the last time. We might have, but it was like, how can you compete with today's prices of like all these things, like getting like kids' uh, attention, you know, for four bucks oh, yeah. and buy like a what was it like a DLC? If I'm saying that right, <laughs> I, get a Fortnite skin so you can do the floss dance. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, like that's four bucks, and you get a lot longer. Where you know, floppies are four or five bucks. You get probably like five to ten ads. They're for us chuggy adults. Is that what it is? Is that chuggy? Am I chewy. using it right? Chuggy. Yep. Yeah. The word we chewy. learned today. Look it up, kids. <laughs> or adults, I guess. The kids already know what chuggy yeah, is. Yeah, the kids are calling us chuggy. Yeah, we're chuggy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have no it, idea what that could be. I'm right. old. I'm. I think I'm even older than that because. I I don't know. Although yeah, I, got, I got my kids saying dope. That's awesome. Well, there you go. <laughs> She's like, that's so dope. And I'm like, hell yeah, kid. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we've been uh, reading, speaking of comics, I guess. So we should get that out of the way since we're, we have a track record that listeners are aware of when they're like, oh, boy, it's a Sean Lincoln Kate episode. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> They're like, oh, I guess we should have listened for Jared and Scott. <laughs> uh, They're going to go on a tangent about 80s action movies. <laughs> but you know what? At least we're the fun podcast. We are. That's right. We're the fun part of CBP. Yeah, we're the we're the loose cannons that don't play by the rules. There you go. We, <laughs> we throw the badge down on the desk and the gun. We're like, no. Yep. I quit. And they're like, you can't quit. You're fired. Be like, well, you can't fire me because I quit. That's right. Anyways, <laughs> Anyways, what have you been reading? What? Who's been reading? Who wants to go first? I'm nominating you. Are you, are you like me or Kate? Who's next? You, you, you Sean. Me? Sorry, I guess I guess that would have helped. Since we're not on camera. We're not you on camera. See. Yeah, he there's not no camera. To me. <laughs> Just whoever whoever decides that I that he got nominated. No, yeah, I was. All right. you. All right, I'll go. Okay, okay, okay. 
So let's see which one I'll go first. I will choose. Uh, you know what? Mighty Thor. Okay. So the Mighty Thor I picked up. Um, I forget when, like a couple months ago, probably at like New Dimension Comics, and it was like really cheap. So I was like, yeah, I'll buy this. And I mean, it had like, I don't, I haven't really read much of Matt Fraction. At least I don't believe I have. Oh, this is okay. So this is a new, new Thor. Yeah, this isn't like Jack Kirby Thor. Gotcha. Like, I, know I, I'm I, I was like, oh, here we go with a Jack Kirby Thor book. <laughs> I do want to go for some Jack Kirby Thor because I didn't realize how cool it got in there. So mm-hmm. I might have to find that. But now this one is like the new stuff. This is like, I think this came out. 2006 actually I okay oh I this, is, this is this is what led up to uh female thor jane jane foster spoilers in case you didn't know i apologize sean uh yeah well <laughs> i didn't know if it led up to it it was definitely like thor yeah no i think that was all fraction out. i think i think no now i'm second guessing myself hang on oh, no i mean once upon a time there was a what if comic book that i own that well, that, yeah exactly it did happen Thor. it did Thank happen you. no oh geez it wasn't fraction i'm 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 oh, jason aaron jason did I, Ar- I don't think so did you i put I'm, it on I'm my list supervisor. I, you know what i don't <laughs> think i did nice <laughs> uh i'll you know what if i reviewed a gang then i'm sorry in the past I'm pretty sure I didn't. I I only say I'm only questioning myself because I have a Trello account and I actually write down uh, all the books I've been reading. And then I was also having trouble remembering which books I would review for the show and not. And I have Galactus or I have Mighty Thor here, but I don't actually remember reviewing it. I think we are. I don't. I don't remember you ever reviewing it while we were on the show, to my knowledge, because this is the this is the the Matt Fraction stuff. This is um, what leads to the one big Marvel event, Fear itself. I think. I think this is the run. I think there's like a lot of these books that I didn't do. You're just, you're prematurely marking them off. I think I am. Anyways, probably because I would think like, oh yeah, we'll totally do this, and, and then, then we then we, we talk about the action movies, yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Well, now that we got that train back on track, uh, mine is called The Mighty Thor, Volume One, Galactus Seed, by Matt Fraction, and I'm totally going to butcher the name, <laughs> Oliver Coipel, 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 yeah, or, Coipel. yeah. I I mean I'm a yeah. I know who you're talking about. And I, I really loved it. I actually, I didn't get it for Matt Fraction. I actually got it for Oliver Coipel. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm looking up my notes, which was very, I need to, uh, well, you keep talking. I want to Google him because I want to, I can't remember what his art looked like. I remember. Oh, it's so magnificent. Like I followed him on Instagram. Well, I still do, but I haven't seen him update stuff, which I'm kind of amazed because I'm pretty sure like the recent like Loki worked on and like his artwork was just so good. It matched everything that I wanted out of it. Like I was following his artwork. I've known about his artwork for like a long time, but mm-hmm. he would work on books. I really wasn't interested at the time. Um, so, you know, 
once I saw this mighty Thor and like, there was this image I had, like, I think it was on my phone or maybe like on my desktop image. Um, that's right. I still use a desktop. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was Galactus all in like shadow and like this person, like looking up at Galactus and it just looks so awesome. Just the way it was like, you got the sense and scale of who, how, galactus is and you're just like mm-hmm. wow and he drew that and i just was like that is awesome so when i saw uh this mighty thor one i i poured through it and i saw that image and i was like oh i gotta get this and it was good like the story of itself was good though here's the asterisk part of that there is some stuff that you have to read beforehand which i guess sucks when you're trying to read one of the big two, at least recently, they always have like, oh, well, previously in this. And, you know, and you're like, well, gosh darn it. I don't want mm-hmm. that. Um, let's see. I really enjoyed the art, especially the fighting scene with the surfer and Thor. Big fan of Koipel. So that's what I wrote in my note. About, uh, apparently I read it back in January. And... Um, yeah, like it was just. Really oh yeah, this, I'm looking at this scene right like now. I, it looks sweet. Oh yeah, like everything about that just seems so fun. You can tell that uh, uh, Koipel is just going to town on this stuff. Um, I'm. I don't think I'm new to Matt Fraction's work. I want to say I probably have a few books, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, but a lot of the characterization, a lot of the story was pretty good and well done, like written. Like I didn't feel, it didn't feel, um, I'm trying to think of some words. I don't know. It wasn't bad. That's what I'm trying to say. Like it, sure. yeah. it, it was just a good read overall. Uh, there was probably a few hangups. Like I kind of got confused here and there, but you know, I, I think that kind of happens from time to time. Sure. Like in storytelling, I, I think yeah, I was. A well, yeah. It's, it, sometimes it depends on the art layout, and I mean, you know, there's, yeah. there's always. It's hard to do sometimes. Sometimes if there's a lot going on, it's it's easy to get. Or if you're, there's a lot of words and you're not looking at the art, that's that's my hang up. Sometimes I'll mm-hmm. I'll be focused on the words, um, and just read it like a book almost because mm-hmm. you know there's a big conversation. Then I'll they'll get to a page where there's not words, and I'll be like, wait, how do we end up here? What I miss? What? <laughs> yeah. What were, were, why were my eyes not paying attention to the artwork that, that led us <laughs> to the scene? Like, why are we in space suddenly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I think would happen. It would just be like something like that, and I'm like, what? What the hell? Yeah. So, but overall, it's definitely a recommend for me. I generally liked it. I will probably pick up the second one. I don't know. Like, I don't really. Thor has never really been my favorite character. Like, to be honest, like at first I thought he was just sure. more fantasy than, you know, all the science fiction that I like. But apparently he's a lot more cosmic fantasy stuff that I actually like. So, yeah, I, I mean, I go back. It's an interesting mixed bag with Marvel does with uh, Asgardian stuff here and there. Like my favorite stuff from Asgard that we've read. Um, I can't remember what it was specifically. It was like. um Oh geez, what was what was the name of the journey in the mystery? Is that what Thor used to be called, like back mm-hmm. in the day? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
So they they did like a rerun of Journey into Mystery like at randomly. Um, they switched Thor over to that, and it was like a Loki book for a while. Oh, but it, cool. it was told like in ye olde style, but it was also like modern humor. Um, but it was like written in the way that it like gave off that vibe. I don't know. It was really clever how they did it, but like sometimes they lean into that like mm-hmm. fantasy stuff, but then they just still it's still through a modern lens, so it's not. It's like you know. It's a, they're like they did, was it kind of like um that one uh chris hemsworth short with that australian guy i mean chris hemsworth is australian <laughs> well i meant like oh, that mean, like Sorry, ad where he played thor about. no like he he played thor and he, well, he had, had a roommate yeah 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 it's like that they, they, they always like like that that fish out of water kind of vibe a bit. Yeah, like, but also oh, like, have you thought about like, sending an electronic mail? Yeah, or exactly. Or and you're just like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that oh, kind okay. of stuff. It, it, I don't know. It, I, I, I dig Thor books more often than not, even though I don't think it's like I always keep thinking, no, this isn't my thing. And then every time I read about it, I'm like, that sounds fucking cool. Um, yeah, Thor's great. Like I know Jason Aaron did stuff with like. Venom in the Thor book or like the not Venom, but like the symbiote that make made that Venom is part of like that. He came up with like this huge thing and tied it into Asgardian mythology and like the cosmic mythology of the Marvel universe. And then reading about it, I was like, that sounds super cool. Oh, that's up my alley. Right. I was like, why am I not reading the Jason Aaron Thor books? Hmm. I might um, have to get on that. I mean, I love Thor and I love Matt Fraction. Like, mm, yep. his Hawkeye is probably the only reason I care about Hawkeye. That's where I heard the yep. name. Yep. That's also sex criminals. Yep. That's where I heard that too. Oh yeah. I wanted to uh, read he's, Hawkeye. He's the Jimmy Olsen writer for that new series that we kept talking mm, up a year ago or two. Yep. Oh, I'm good on Jimmy. You'll like it. I think, <laughs> I think you'd like this Jimmy. You know what? The fourth world Jimmy, I care less about. <laughs> like I, Sure. I don't know, man. This is he, this is a much better Jimmy Olsen, I promise you. I guess it's more it's more of a funny book and less of a uh, it's it's just a funny book. It's a yep. it's it's a book that pokes fun at Jimmy Olsen and yep. the Silver Age and Superman. It's it's good fun. So therefore, I love it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think I could ever read a serious Jimmy Olsen story. I I I you know yeah no no thanks. It was just corny. I, I don't know. I'm not going to go down that road. Cause <laughs> You're like, I've been down that path before. I don't. I don't want to go down it. I've That's seen, fair. I guess I were, I read the worst of Jimmy. and uh, it, it, it hurts. It's, yeah, he can burn you. Um, he did. There, no, there, there, there was a point in time, not not to speak ill of this, this Thor run, because I think it started off good, um, but it did lead into an event that, I, to my knowledge, I don't know anybody who's ever been like, I really like that event called fear itself. Um, and the gist of that event had, it was like, some, there was, uh, something, I don't want to give away anything too much in case you're going to read more, but the, the gist was like, something happened, a whole bunch of hammers landed on, on earth or Midgard. Um, and those hammers gave different characters powers and fancy armor and made them all into like assholes. Yeah. Like they like turn into bad people or bad villain villains. I, I don't really remember it, but it was a really dumb plot. Like they pick, it was like almost like the uh, wrecking crew with, but with like Marvel heroes were like, here's a hammer I picked up. 
oh, I transformed, and now I'm going to fight this other hero that decided to pick up a hammer, and I don't know. Huh. It was it was not Fraction's best writing. Um, it, it made it very clear to me that Matt Fraction is not the guy you go to to write a big event. He is he's the the single single character focus writer, um, <laughs> which is probably why like the the beginning part of Thor is probably awesome because it's probably very character driven. It was it was yeah, huh? I'll have to check that out. Well, I yeah. guess I have to check out more Thor. Yeah, keep checking out Thor. I mean, Thor's Thor's good. As long as Oliver Coppell is on there, I'll, I'll he's, he seems to pop up a lot. I was still looking. It looked like uh, he did a mini series called Unworthy, which I think happened around uh, when Jane Foster decided to become Thor. Thor, regular Thor, went through like a uh, a, a little mourning period, I think, where he just uh, kind of dressed up like Conan the Barbarian and fought with an axe for a while, I guess, and didn't oh, ran around yeah. without a shirt on and stuff. I did see that. Because he was bummed out that he didn't get to, he couldn't wield Mjolnir anymore. But I think Koipel does the art on that, or at least he did the covers, huh. just from my Google search. But anyways, um, do you want to go next, hun? Yeah, sure. That's Kate, not you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am hun, not you. Sorry, Sean. So Link and I are teaming up on a book, but that's not the one I'm going to talk about. So as people of the podcast know already, I'm super into Buffy and Angel. And I have read yet another of the Boom books because my lovely husband, Link, keeps buying them for me. And I can't disappoint him, so I have to keep reading them. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you're a hostage. um, (laughs) Are you okay? Link, white. (laughs) Oh, wait. So as as listeners have noticed I have not been a huge fan of the last few issues slash volumes. Um, Angel has been fine. Buffy was good. And then it got really weird and was trying too hard. The most of this crossover event, which is Hellmouth, which means everything to Buffy people and possibly nothing to non Buffy people. Um, it was fine, but the way that it ended, I oh, need no. more. Like, I don't even want to keep flipping because I want Link to actually read this just for the ending. Okay. Um, So I don't want to spoil anything for him because he hasn't read it. But basically, one thing that pops up every now and then in Buffy and honestly, possibly Angel, but I know I've watched Buffy more than Angel. Um, So the multiverse, like DC, like Marvel, like any other comic book universe, there are multiple universes in the Buffy world and it's often referenced with worlds with nothing but shrimp or worlds with no shrimp but there is a world (laughs) where someone else is the slayer I'm sure there are many worlds where other people are the slayers but that's the end of this book oh it's a big reveal it's a huge reveal I'm super invested I can't even guess because your face will give it away. I'm like, is it this one? I'm yeah, not gonna I even can't. Guess. I can't lie for shit. So <laughs> he can't guess. Um, I don't know if anyone who listens actually reads this, but I recommend reading this my, just for the end, and then just see where it goes after. This. So my question for you is: the last time you talked about this or something, the Angel book, 
you were like, I don't see why this crosses over in the Buffy, but they do cross over in this, correct? This they is, do cross over. In they this. interact. Was it satisfying? Or was it just fine? Um, so I'm more of a Buffy with Spike person anyways. Fair. I definitely felt like they did a disservice to the character of Drusilla in this crossover. Oh, okay. Um, Drusilla's an awesome, complicated character. And that's the thing about Buffy. All of their villains that are mainstay villains, not just Monster of the Week villains, but that keep popping up. For the most part, they're all really developed and nuanced. And Drusilla is definitely one of those. And none of that came across in this. She's just a weird lady saying weird stuff. She's a weird lady saying weird stuff. And Angel doesn't have a lot of the charm in this. Like Buffy is instantly charmed by Angel in the TV show. And that definitely doesn't happen in this. It's all it's all David Boreanaz. Maybe. <laughs> and, I mean, season one David <laughs> Boreanaz is way different than Angel David Boreanaz. Though, sure. Let's be real. Yeah, that's fair. Um. And also very different from Bones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we're not gonna go there. I just want. We to are not gonna talk about Bones because that's a pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> That crossover ruined Sleepy Hollow, just saying. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, people should read this. I'm officially back on board. Cool. It's not that the oh, writing's awesome. bad. The writing's never been bad. It's just I think that trying to please Buffy fans, they maybe weren't doing a good job. But where they're going now, I'm in it. Okay, oh, cool. cool. I'm excited then. Um, all right. Now, is that like kind of open to like, new Buffy fans too, or it's definitely open to new Buffy fans. I think that the series as a whole is very approachable for people who have maybe heard of Buffy, but don't have a reference for any of the characters. I, it starts from scratch. It starts from scratch. Um, there are things they're doing. Like there are things they're doing with Xander that never happened at all in the TV show or any of the other comics. Are they, uh, this, and this may be spoilers, but I, this is my general curiosity question. Um, are they trying to make Xander less of like a fucking incel? No. No, he's still, he's even more of an incel. No. But he's still, he's something just, else. He's just still Xander. Okay. He's still Xander. Okay. I'm trying to remember. What does incel mean? I'm sorry. It, in, involuntary celibate. Yeah, involuntary celibate. Basically, white whiny dudes who can't get laid because they're the stereotypical uh, nice guy that no girls want to date. But then they turn out to be, yeah. You know, but surprise, surprise, yeah. Xander was basically Joss Whedon's version of himself on the TV show. Uh, and we all know where that ended up. Yeah, we sure do know what happened there. That so, explains so fucking much. It does. It really does. But it's also like, like uh, Nicholas Brendan got told in one of the seasons that he needed to stop working out because he was getting too buff for Xander. Like there are definitely like things that they did with that character that they chose to fuck him up a little bit more. Yeah. Like no wonder the dude has so many mental health and addiction issues. Yeah. Holy moly. It's rough. But anyways, yes, new fans. (laughs) (laughs) Segway. Good place to onboard. Um, and you won't be bringing in any of the baggage that those of us who have been 
<laughs> taking part in this for over 25 years at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, it's got Joss Whedon's name on it, but that's just a courtesy. It Basically, <laughs> it does have Joss Whedon's name on it, but he is attached to name only. Yeah. I will... This is, will be a bit of a sidetrack, but kind of sure. so on point. And I want to give to you, Link, about your book. Yeah. But it has, it's been kind of on my mind for a minute. What is your thoughts on like stuff like uh, controversial uh, names being on top of pop culture stuff? Like your Josh Wheaton, <sighs> your J.K. Rowling. Like we, or even, and I'll, and it's not even a controversy, but like Dr. Seuss. Or at least oh, when sure. it comes to some of his older yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Um, it sucks <laughs> when you like what it is, and then you're like, oh, but the person who made it sucks, and maybe yeah. they make money when I buy things, or if I go to Harry Potter world. Yeah, that's our big thing. I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd, and I want to give everything Harry Potter my money and have it, but I don't want J.K. Rowling to have any of me. <laughs> yeah. Fuck her. Yeah, it's, com it's a complicated that. thing for sure. All right. I was kind of curious because sometimes it's like I kind of find myself in that boat a little bit. Um, I mean, I well, Josh Whedon stuff. I was a bit of a fan. Like I, I'll fully admit, I didn't catch Buffy when it was on. Mm -hmm. I still haven't really caught Buffy, even though I can probably find it somewhere. And it wasn't just because you know it it wasn't my bag. I just I don't know. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, I do like Dr. Horrible sing along blog, mm -hmm. but it's like the, the JK Rowling stuff. It was always kind of like, what do you do? Cause my kid loves Harry Potter. Like mm -hmm. my wife just finally finished the whole series with her. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and it, and then like, you have the conversation to be like, well, the person who wrote this kind of sucks just so you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it, how do you work it, that in? Like after we haven't, know, I don't know if we actually have gone down that road yet. Yeah, I, I Harry Potter a little young to get into it, or at least have her her life ruined that her fan yeah. favorite thing is created by a crappy well, person. Well, I think right now she just looks at like stuff like Harry Potter is just Harry Potter. She's not looking outside of like who created what. And yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So I, I mean, I guess when she's older and she finds out. I mean, I guess yeah. we can tell her, like, look, this was a thing. I don't yeah. know. I haven't thought. But that was that just question just popped in my head. Yeah, no, it's totally fair. Like, I, I mean, that's almost the same with actors and things. Like, uh, there's there's plenty of people who've, uh, you know, suck for yeah. various different reasons. And it's always complicated seeing yeah. them in something you're watching. So I'll bring up, since he's, I don't know if he's looking at me on purpose. Um, no. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Um, American Beauty is still one of my favorite movies, mm -hmm. and I still. So I actually haven't rewatched it since all of the allegations. Not allegations. After everything came to light, even though it's been rumored for years that he preyed on young men, but since more high-profile people came forward, I haven't rewatched American Beauty. It'll still be one of my favorite films ever. I will still enjoy his performance in it. But I can also, in that very same light, hope that he never books a well-paying, well-seen gig. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I'm the same with the Cosby show. <laughs> yep. yep. And it hurts. It, it doesn't hurt, hurt. I guess it kind of, well, it does. Because when I was a kid, you know, like, 
my family was a bit of a mess, like everybody's family mm-hmm. on some aspects. And, you know, the Cosby show was kind of there. And being a person of color, you know, you see like this well-to-do family mm-hmm. that's just, they approached everything like, you know, fam. And, you know, Bill Cosby was like my idol. Like I kind of wanted Bill Cosby as my dad for like <laughs> years because my dad was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I'll admit to that. And I mean, my sister doesn't listen to this, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really keep, I, I don't yeah, say I, I my opinion you. about my own father. He's been gone for like eight years. So it's um, fair. We can be in the, we hate our dad's club together. It's fine. Awesome. <laughs> It was very complex. Anyways, this is not therapy talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I Bill Cosby was just there and I, I dug on the like the pudding and the fat Albert stuff. And so when that uh, that stuff was coming out, I was like, oh, that crushed me. And then when Millie was born, I was like, well, what do I do? Because I wanted to show her like the Cosby show. Like that was mm-hmm. one of my shows that I wanted to show because it's just like a good show, you know. It like to me, I thought it was better than Full House. Um, I know, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, lines crossed and stuff like that, but I didn't yeah. care for. I mean, I liked Full House, but Cosby Show was more. I, I won't die on the Full House Hill. No, I mean, I so <laughs> even as a white person, I loved Full House, but I preferred Family Matters and the Cosby Show, and I think a lot of it is because. Both of those shows were striving to have the perfect black family in people's homes, right? Like they were trying to give maybe hopes the wrong word, but they were essentially tackling issues that we're still trying to tackle these days. Which kind of hurts your soul when you realize you're like 25 to 30 years old. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, man. I mean, personally, I think there would be no harm in having Millie watch the Cosby show, knowing that eventually you're going to have a conversation. Because I think that the benefits of watching that show in particular, like that show was funny, that show was wholesome, and that show definitely had a lot of people of color uplifting each other true i guess it's i don't think i can though i personally i don't think i can go back and watch cosby get through it knowing all the stuff i know about what cos did um it just to me it only hurts because i always felt like he was a a positive black sure of course television you know so like all the others like and don't get me wrong there's been plenty since and there are Okay, maybe not before, but definitely since. Mm-hmm. Been good, positive black voices or people of color of voices. So, um, but yeah, all right. Well, let's move on. Link, yeah, what sure. is your book? <laughs> this, this is an awkward segue. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, since we're talking about black people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, since we're talking about black people, um, no, and vampires. Uh, wait, wait, I, I, I know, I'll say this. Uh, Ernie Hudson, which <laughs> has nothing to do with the cop, he probably wasn't an episode. He was a prominent '80s icon. Correct. I'll say that <laughs> he was in Dolomite Two, Human oh, Tornado. 
Yes. All right then. Yeah. So, <laughs> so along the lines complete. of black exploitation. Yeah. Um. No, I checked out um, Dracula Motherfucker, which is uh, a amazing title for a book. Um, it's written by Alex DeCampi and the arts by Erica Henderson. Which, so everyone knows, Link only checked this out because of Erica Henderson. I mean, I like her art. I was curious about, it wasn't just because of this reason. Okay, okay. That's fine. I know, we both love Dracula stuff. We enjoy black exploitation. Yeah. It's fine, but it's okay if that's the only reason. He's obsessed with Squirrel Girl. <laughs> that's, yes. And oh, it's the artist the that artist. did that? Yes. It's the artist who oh. did the, the new Squirrel Girl run. She does this. I saw, she I did an art. That then. It was like on Twitter. She did an art of like um, like The Thing, like John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm. Uh, that was really cool. It was like Kurt Russell and like I think it was like near the end of the movie where he's by the fire or whatever. And it was just like a really out of the blue artwork. I was like, wait, that's the Squirrel Girl artist. And she's doing like a sweet rated R movie thing. And like, I'm just used to her doing like G rated wholesome stuff. Right? Yeah. So it really threw me for a loop. And then I saw that she did this and I was like, all right, sign me up. I want to see you do a horror book. Um, and it's awesome. Uh, the, it, it came out, I think it came out straight to hardcover, um, which the hardcover is pretty nice. Kate doesn't like it because the pages feel weird. I have a weird texture issue, so I don't like. But the I think these, feel. I think these pages are actually kind of, um, and also the smell of this book. Like I don't know, man. I noticed the smell as well. I didn't like it. It's got like a weird old comic vibe. It to does it. feel like an oh. old comic. Like it, like the 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 paper that is printed on bleeds and and the color pops in such a way. That it's and the pages are a little bit thicker than you'd get in like regular trade Definitely. paperbacks. Like it's it's not um it's not glossy, like it's more like matte yeah. matte paper. Well, and whose reference in the back is it actually Sean Phillips when they were talking about the art yes. and how he warned them that the colors that they use. Will definitely <laughs> bleed. They will bleed. Yeah. No. Um. And and the way that it's colored. Um. I'm going all over the place just here, but the way that it's colored is uh, e e each setting kind of has its own aesthetic of like two or three colors to like set the scene. Like you know, it, it's like um, if you've ever seen stuff that like Francesco Francavella does, like if you've read any of his stuff or seen any of his cover artwork, artwork for like um, Afterlife with Archie and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like that it, it's it's like it's that big wash of like you know all orange with some purple or like yeah. all yellow with a little bit of red in there for like the blood. Yeah. And it I don't know it, it it helps set the scene for this being like a cool like like uh, like grindhouse vibe to it's it. It's very grindhouse, and the basic story is about the brides of Dracula. Yeah, I mean, well that's that I know that they're like the overarching backstory. The, yeah, the, their story is like the back, like it's almost like a reveal. It's not it's not it's it reveals the wrong word because it is a short book. It's not like, "Oh, I'm shocked," but it's like a thing you find out like midway through the book. They're yeah. like, "Oh, this is a story about the brides of Dracula." Um, but primarily the main characters uh I forget what his name is now off the top of my head. Um, but anyways, he, he's, he's a photographer. He's a photographer. His last name is Harker, I think, which kept me being like, okay, is he Jonathan Harker? But he's not, he's like Quincy Harker. Quincy Harker or something. Yeah. But he was supposed to be like Jonathan Harker. That's yeah. what said in the back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Quincy Harker. But the art, especially with the brides at first, the juxtaposition 
rubbed me the wrong way because you expect the Brides of Dracula to be gorgeous. And Erica Henderson's, her art is gorgeous, but not in a way that you would expect. She draws realistically. She draws realistically. I mean, you can look um, at the Scroll Girl artwork and be like, a lot of people always criticize. Yeah. They're like, oh, they made Scroll Girl ugly or yeah. whatever, but she just looks realistic. It's very realistic. Oh, that page is very strong, which you're not on anymore. One of the like monsters or whatever. It was yeah. like perfect with her art. But there's a wonderful uh, backstory in the back with both the artist and the writer. And Erica Henderson was talking about how there's like a whole like feminist angle that went this into book, this. Yeah. That the more I looked at the art, the more I appreciated what it was doing. And then after reading the back matter, I definitely appreciated where they were going with it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking So if over. you like black exploitation, if you enjoy Dracula, anything, yep. dig it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these uh, preview pages on uh, Google, and they're looking marvelous. I can't believe it's the same person that did right. Girl. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, she's extremely talented. Yeah. And I, ho- I hope this, this opens up a lot more doors for her. Yeah. Um, the the other thing, I'll even mention this. Uh, the way they do Dracula is dope. And I don't even mm-hmm. think it's a spoiler to mention it, but like it's not in a traditional sense of Dracula. Dracula in this book is more like uh, an ambiguous figure like you would yes. like 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 the, imagine the way like hp lovecraft talks about like any of its anything you know cthulhu or whatever where it's supposed to be like this unknowable horror that like your brain melts when you see it or whatever yeah that's kind of the vibe they're going for it as opposed to like we know cthulhu because a lot of people make little cute plush animals out of him as like a little green squid guy but hp lovecraft i don't think ever really described him in that kind of a way like Absolutely a squiddy not. anything that's just Absolutely kind of what pop not. culture did with him and that's kind of what they do with Dracula, where they're like, yo, Dracula's just some weird, crazy mess of shit that you don't want to mess with that will drain your blood. It kind of reminds me, they mention it, but um, have you ever watched the anime Helsing? Mm. I know this is a long shot. No. Well, okay. No. Okay. I was thinking of Castlevania, but no. I gotcha. Yeah, no, in, in, in Helsing, they do some interesting stuff with Alucard, who's also mm-hmm. like a vampire. Um. And they, it, it kind of, it's like a very similar vibe where like when he, I don't even know what the word for it is, vamps out, uh, he kind of becomes like this mass of like writhing darkness with like eyeballs and teeth and like it, like uh, you kind of get like what's going on, but you don't. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what they're aiming for in this book, which is they capture really well. But yeah, this was, uh, it was 17 bucks, and I could think of a lot worse ways to spend $17 for sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> cool. Like I, I, I could think of uh, seeing a movie in theaters that would not be nearly as good as this book. <laughs> yeah. so. I'll have to get it. I guess I missed it when we had it up on the on the uh, drive. I don't okay. think this, this might not even be on the drive because it is a straight to paperback. So. Oh, well, sometimes. We might not. We might, not, we, we might have. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. You're probably right. Well, I mean, we already got rid of all from last year, and I saw that it came out last year in October. So, did, well, oh, well, did it? Maybe it was single. Maybe it did come out in single issues. I did. Then apparently, I missed it entirely because I think I only bought this like a month or two ago. Hmm. So who knows? Maybe yeah. I'll have to look on the drive yeah, after take all. A, take or a peek. Yeah, take a plunk down seventeen bucks to support yeah. Erica Henderson. 
because I loved Squirrel Girl. That was well, I can't say I love because I actually did really love the the first trade that I read, mm-hmm. and I wanted to go back because they kind of remind me of like comics that I grew up with. With like, oh, absolutely, like side notes on the side and like oh, authors, yeah. you know, and just like all these things I remember like uh, growing up and just like reading. Uh, what was it Johnny the Homicidal Maniac? And, oh sure, yeah. Uh, Jonah Vasquez would do something like that, and like the I guy that I thought that he did that, that he had the footnote thing too. Yeah, yeah, man. There was a couple, of, like the artist that trained me how to do comics. He used to do that too, and I, I always thought that was like the extra thing when it came to comics. Like, obviously there were jokes or like some yeah. stuff, but I just thought it was unique. I was like, oh, cool. So yeah, the thing that um Brian North was saying in his books actually. Uh, is that because everything cost so much money back then, you know, three or four dollars to buy a book that he wanted to pack it with as much content as possible, which is, I think, why he did those little footnotes and all of the stuff he writes, um, okay. which I appreciate because he's he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. As we were just talking about earlier, like, you know, I, if I'm going to spend a lot of money on a book, I don't want to flip through it in like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And and Squirrel Girl always took me a little bit longer to read too, which I appreciated. Like I had to, yeah. to set it a little bit more time aside. And it definitely felt like you you kept wanting to read back, like you wanted to read it again and again a little oh, bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because it was just fun. Yeah. But uh, all right. So with the comics out of the way, we will be talking about Loki when we come back from break. This week's episode of Comic Book Pit is brought to you by Thriftburg. Do you need a gift that's more interesting than a gift card? Are you looking to reclaim a piece of your childhood? Thriftburg is your online stop for all things vintage and nostalgic. From the 1950s to the 1990s, they have everything from retro kitchen, dining, and barware to action figures, games, books, pop culture, collectibles, and more. Comic Book Pit listeners also get 10% off their purchase of $20 or more with coupon code COMICBOOKPIT. That's all one word, Comic Book Pit. So visit thriftburg.com and check out their hundreds of unique vintage items. Uh, and now we are talking about media, which is now, uh, which is... <laughs> it is now. Media is current. <laughs> it is media. very current. <laughs> Loki, the new TV or TV show on Disney Plus dropped on was it the ninth, six? Uh, it was on a Wednesday, so the ninth. nine. Yeah, I don't know what days are. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, don't expect. I'm I'm still living at home, not going outside, barely. So I don't I don't know when the days change. Um, that it actually aired like two days early, and I don't exactly know. I theorized that it's not on Fridays because Star Wars has a thing. That they're also they doing. Do? Yeah, well, yeah, they have a cartoon. Yeah, shout out to Bad oh. Batch. Good cartoon show, um, tied to the Clone Wars show a little bit and Rebels and stuff. But you can you can probably just fire it up and still enjoy it, to be honest. Um, they're they're fun and they, there's a couple of those. Um, but yeah, I imagine that's why they didn't want to do Loki on Fridays because they didn't want to do two shows at the same time so they can like, you know, milk it for all it's worth or whatever. Get you get you logging in the Disney Plus every day, so it's a habit. Cool <laughs> you got to condition us. The, the the mouse has to. Listen, I give it all up to the mouse, so yeah. they don't have to condition me. It's fine. Um, I but, drink lo- the but, but Loki was really good. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was so funny. 
Uh, yeah. I guess, I, I guess before we dive into it, did we watch both episodes? Are we all up to date? I am all up to date. Okay, we're all up to Great. date. Cool. Yeah, I I generally like the theory so far. It's very funny, very interesting. Um, I think most of the stuff that I kind of still fawn over is uh, the visual aesthetic of it. Oh, yeah. Like a late 60s, early 70s vibe, and I love it. And, like, when they did, like, this opening shot of, like, uh, the TV uh, TVA. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I know in our text we said it's a matte painting, but it just reminded me of, like, matte paintings of old, of, like, those old films. And it was just mm-hmm. so good. And I was trying to remember the artist that it reminded me of because they, they were doing, like, all of these interesting geometry shapes, and it's just so fun. I, I'll have to admit, the TVA kind of does remind me a little bit of um, uh, Logan's Run a bit. Sure. sure. Like it, you guys ever see Logan's run? Oh yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> I, I always joked. Uh, what was it? Your 21st birthday? Is 30th. 30th birthday. Thank oh, you. Every, <laughs> on my th- every time anybody ever turned 30, like for a while, like when we were all turning 30, I would buy people a gift DVD of Logan's run. With the, I wouldn't say why. I wouldn't know if they even watched it. I was just like, I'm going to buy you this. Here's Logan's run on DVD. You can figure out why yourself. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I wish I yeah, would know. It was, oh, that is great. Was that is fun, the best fun, present ever. It was a fun, uh, not inexpensive gift to get people to be like, here's a, here's a little gift thinking of yeah. you. Congrats on turning 30. <laughs> but yeah, no, Logan's Run's awesome. But it, do, it totally matches that 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 aesthetic. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, or, it's or so also... Fun. Um, I've never watched it, but I always hear about it, and I'm gonna watch it. Um, I think it had, I think it has Ian McKellen in it, which is why I should watch it. But uh, the Prisoner. Oh, the new one. The old one. Well, I guess I don't know. Well, the n- old one was from the '60s, and it had. I don't want to say it was Paul McGann because that was the Eighth Doctor. Um, it had a um, a guy that was playing secret agent. Um. Oh, yeah, let me, let me look. the prisoner. It was yeah. um, from the '60s, and it starred the guy that was uh, he played in a previous show called Secret Agent, um, which that series is not Secret Agent, but the prisoner was. It was really dope. Like it was awesome as hell. Yeah, it's a 1967 British. T- I think this is what I'm talking uh-huh. about. Maybe well, Ian McKe- they, or was Ian McKellen in the sequel? I don't know if it was a or sequel. not the sequel, the reboot. What? Yeah. I think that's what it was. I kind of, I kind of looked at it, and I was going to check it out, and I was like, eh. But I mean, the only interest I had was the fact that it was Ian McKellen, and oh no, he, oh yeah, it's two thousand nine, yeah, yeah, because I believe he played number two. Yep. yep, yep, that's what this is saying. Yeah, so oh, I never Jesus saw. Oh, Jesus was in it. Jim Caviezel. <laughs> yeah, Jesus was in it. Yeah, no, okay, so yeah. I, I think I'm talking. I always got them confused because Ian McKellen's, you know, I don't even know how old he is, but he's old. So it, it seemed plausible without having looked well, it yeah, up. He, it, yeah, it's definitely plausible. A young Ian McKellen could have been in the. Totally. Picture. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah, no, but, I've always heard it. I, I heard that it, it, it it's a lot like the prisoner and aesthetic, and I kind of get that from what little I've seen of clips and, and imagery from the prisoner. But, anyways. Back to Loki. Uh, <laughs> I also appreciate him in Loki basically Sherlocked out, and I got the biggest lady boner. Oh, when they were in the in Renaissance the second... Fair Tent. Oh, yeah. Episode. 
Oh, he yeah. totally Sherlocked out. Like, yeah, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Which Loki's amazing. Yeah, no, Loki's. Yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's uh, Hiddleston is doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's, not that he never does. Like I know. It seems like he's bringing a, a little bit extra to it. He is. Like, yeah. there's he's definitely putting in the work. Yeah. And I think uh, I have. I'm. I'm kind of wondering how it's going to go. Like I, and I kind of like that in a series. Like I'm generally curious, especially since I'm trying not to read too much. I read some Easter eggs. I was trying to see if there's any super interesting details. They really, I mean, there were things here and there, but a lot of it I was like, I'm not gonna. I don't need to know any more about this because I was real worried that I was like, somebody's going to figure this out and I'm yep. going to know where it's going to go and I'm going to not enjoy it as much. So, See, you got to look at it from it's the journey, not the destiny. Yeah. No, I, I, got, I was real salty about um, Agatha Harkness in WandaVision <gasps> just because like everybody was saying it and the big reveal happened. I was like, eh. Um, and I don't want that to happen to me with Loki, so I'm just see. I kind of like when I heard that, I was, I mean, I was still shocked because I was like, oh my gosh. But yeah. I think I was more shocked because they actually gave her a theme song, and I was but, like, well, sure. yeah. yeah, no, I like I loved everything about that. <laughs> it was just like the comic book fans knew what was going to happen, and they told me what was going to happen, and they were right. And then uh, uh, I mean, he basically went down a rabbit hole last night, and he's pretty sure he knows what's going to happen. No, I have a, th- I have a. Th- you have a, a theory. You have a good. There is a good theory out there. Yeah, and I don't want to know. I'm like, I'm done. Once once I saw that theories were showing up in Easter eggs, I was like, I'm done. Mm. I just wanted to know what witty little thing was yeah. like. Which oh, it, you know, this issue of whatever was the first appearance of the TVA, and it it was a number that was used. Yeah, you know, like something stupid like that. But no. We did find out cool stuff about Morbius, though. Do you want to talk about oh, that? Yeah. Well, Wait, he, like Owen Wilson's character. Sees? With well, no, no, no. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, but just Morbius in general, or Mobius, sorry, not sorry, Morbius. Sorry, that was my mistake. Mor- Morbius is a totally different thing. That Jared- is the Jared Leto. Yeah, Jared, Jared Leto as a vampire does not show up in Loki. Sorry, guys. <laughs> or does he? Admit, that was in the Easter egg thread. You did not miss that Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Mobius. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm blanking on. I think it was Mark Mark Grunwald. It was, whatever whoever his name Grunwald. was, yeah, he was in charge of the continuity. Yeah, his his appearance in the comic books is based off that that uh, Marvel editor slash writer who kept mm-hmm. track of all the continuity throughout the eighties and nineties, which is pretty cool and like a neat meta commentary thing yep. with how the TVA mm-hmm. operates. I was I was unaware going into this that the TVA ever existed as a comic book thing because I guess I just don't read the books where the TVA would show up. Same here. Like, I was kind of amazed by that, too. And I'm just like, really? Okay. Because it didn't seem like it. I was like, oh, yeah. they're doing, like, an original concept. This doesn't seem like it would show up in comic books. But I guess it did, like, during the 90s and some of the 80s. They, they brought it in every now and then. So huh. it's yeah, cool. I, I, I like guess, it. I guess during the 90s when I was reading comics, I didn't – they weren't You weren't there. reading enough Rob Leefield books, apparently. I guess not. Because it was in uh, – I think it was in uh, – oh, God, what was it? What was that weird Rob Leefield thing that with uh, the guy that was in the the main boss of uh, Marvel vs. Capcom? You know what I'm talking about. You're friends with Nick Marino. <laughs> <laughs> what? The the guy the the guy that looks like Magneto, but he's not. Yeah, Onslaught. Onslaught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
But he was in a Rob Liefeld thing. He was he, he um, was in a book by Rob Liefeld though. That was the, yeah, I thought that was the book with uh, God. I'm terrible with names. With the not not Bucky. Oh, you're it's thinking of Heroes Reborn. Heroes Reborn, yeah. Onslaught. Yeah, Onslaught. That. Yeah, Onslaught. Oh, he was. I didn't read Heroes Reborn. Okay, yeah, yeah. Onslaught I read was some in of the Reborn. Onslaught with the the X Men stuff. I gotcha. And then Heroes Reborn came, and I I was still kind of stuck on my X Men stuff, so I really didn't want to like venture out and read the other books because they didn't That's really fair. appeal to me. And you had to look at Rob Liefeld art, so like, yeah, who wants to do that? Nobody wants to do that. No one, except for Rob Liefeld fans. If you're out there, I apologize. Funny enough, I had a conversation with a, a friend about Rob Liefeld uh, at New Dimension Comics. We were kind oh, yeah. of going back and forth a little bit. Um, right. I, I mean, did defend him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll go with this. I don't appreciate him from an artistic point of view, other than he brought excitement to the page that not many artists can do. He had this raw yeah. excitement. Um, now, granted, I will say this. I haven't read a full Rob Liefeld book all the way through. Not by choice. It's just, I just, it, it was one of those things I just never got into, mm-hmm. but the samples I've seen, and some of the pages I might have read here and there, it was just so, like, he brought excitement. And I can see why there was always fervor around him. Now, from a technical point of view. Sure. we don't, I, not, I, not enough needs to be said about that. Yeah. <laughs> enough said. Technical enough point said. of view. <laughs> so, also, I will give him this. When he was reinventing some of his older properties, he reached out to more creative uh different outlooks mm-hmm. than just his own like he could have easily found like clones to redo glory and to redo profit but yet he went to i don't know who the artist was but uh brandon uh brandon graham wrote profit for like a number of issues and mm-hmm. sophie campbell and i i don't know who wrote it Sorry, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, that's fine. But Maybe Sophie Campbell's yeah. bird is awesome. So yeah, no, she's show. awesome. Uh, and that is definitely not the glory from the nineties. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so I'll give him props for that. That's fair. Anyways, anyways, Loki. So Loki. Get, getting back to Loki and the TVA, I would also like to give a shout out to the actress. And I'm so sorry if I am not pronouncing it properly because her name is Nigerian. She is Nigerian. But Wunbi Mosaku, if anyone recognized the one TVA officer from Lovecraft Country. Yeah, she, she's in a lot of stuff. She's she's in so much more because we've only known her since Lovecraft Country. I just love that she's, first off, she's gorgeous. But she's a tall, curvy, very dark-skinned black woman in TV. And that's not that common. Mm-hmm. And she kills it. Like, she was so captivating as Ruby. So I'm excited to see her in this. Um, but she was in so many things. Like... Superman, Batman versus Superman in the flesh, fantastic beasts. Like she's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. We her didn't recognize star her. Star is sure. definitely rising. And cause she, I think she was in black mirror. San, she was she also was in, in black San, mirror. She was in a San Junipero. And I was like, dude, yep. I don't, was that, was that who 
Was that the other? I, like, I don't remember who all the characters in San Junipero were. Yeah, I just remember Madison or Mackenzie. Yeah, Davis. right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so everybody popping up in the TVA and in Loki in general. Yeah, it's a good show. And Owen Wilson, like, what a comeback. Yeah, no, yeah. good, good, good Owen Wilson stuff. Uh, he's doing an awesome job being like this, like, what, what, you know, the '80s cop metaphor, basically. Yep. He's not, he's a loose cannon, not playing by the rules, so to speak. Um. Oh, and shout out to Tara Strong for Miss Minutes. Yeah. Um, that great, great voice acting, and I'm so glad that she got to be in a Marvel thing like that. Yep. With with her her you know her background with doing uh, Harley and other other comic book things over the years. Um, I don't think they would have been like, sorry, you're too DC for us. Right. For yeah. Uh, I still don't understand why she's not Harley and Harley. Uh, like, well, I don't care about the yeah, well, big bang theory chick. Sorry. Actually, I didn't mind her. Oh, I didn't mind her either, but uh, like, why not have Tara strong? Yeah. That's I was fair. wondering why, what's her, the original actress, uh, Arlene Arlene Sorkin is it Arlene Sorkin I think maybe I wanted to say Arlene Sorkin but I wasn't sure if it was I'm pretty that sounds really correct and I keep forgetting if that's a real name or a comic book name (laughs) well I was thinking like Aaron Sorkin the the was it the big writer from West Wing or something like that (laughs) anyways yeah no yeah it's surprising um and I, you know you set us up for a good segue for something that we're good. We oh, are I totally talk about. didn't mean to. Okay, well you did. Ah, but that's I'm, great. But I'm not gonna use it right now. But we're gonna heart. I'm gonna we'll pretend we did later because we still should talk a little bit more about Loki. Um, the variant, uh, the actress for that's interesting too. I I was thrown off that she had blonde hair. Yeah. I'm not was- usually that person to be like. Well, she's not like in the comic books, but. But we just weren't expecting that. We were expecting Lady Loki at some point. Yeah, I was expecting, I like, the comic book Lady Loki with the long, long dark hair. Yep. And, like, yeah. I wasn't sure what to expect when I was coming into this. I I definitely was hearing that they think that she might be the Enchantress. And that'd be kind of interesting. That's the theory that I heard. That's the theory that I heard. Yeah. But I need more to go on, so... Yeah. Just because she had yeah, I'm not going to deep dive it. Yeah. yeah. Time will tell. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of, no, because Loki did that too. I was going to say like, well, she seemed. Yeah, I was trying like to think about it. I was like, how does this hint towards the Enchantress? But then I was like, no, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole yet. Well, it was the whole like touch stuff. Like, That's in, what I um, thought, yeah. Fallen. Yeah, guys, I'm just digging up all sorts of movies for some reason. Fallen. <laughs> you ever see that Denzel movie? I uh, haven't. Kate might it, have. Years from, ago. Yeah, so it would be like that. Like, they were just touching and just, like, the same personality come through. So I figured it was like, oh, well. But then I remembered Loki did do that for, um, or maybe he had that staff. I don't know. Yeah. We'll save it for episode three. Yeah, we'll we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, um, she, I mean, I, I, dig, I dig the actress. I can't say anything too much one way or the other because she didn't, she didn't do a lot. But I, I liked what I saw. Um, I, I like the little finger wave, like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a feeling that they were gonna do the Lady Loki thing, and I kind of theorized it last week. Um, uh, just because I think Marvel put out an article about like Loki being gender neutral or gender fluid or whatever. They, gender fluid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I was like, okay, why are they announcing this right now? That's interesting. And then I just then went, then the the episode ended, and it was like, the variant is you. And I was like, oh, okay, I see why where this is gonna. I see why this announcement was made a week ahead of time, just to prep the world. Prep the world who hadn't read the comics. Exactly. So all the incels yeah. didn't come for Loki. <laughs> exactly. Oh, they would anyway. That's what they, they would. They anyway. would. But uh, yeah, no. Anyways, long story short, I really like Loki. I can't, you know, I can't say enough about it. Tom yeah. Hiddleston's having fun with it. Let's go. Yeah, he's having yeah. fun with it. Uh, all the set pieces are cool. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity to do other fun things in there. Uh, the most unbelievable thing to me, and I mentioned this talking to some friends, um, you can't convince me that the logos for all these companies didn't change in 30 years, <laughs> from 2021 to like 2050 or whatever, that the Pepsi would- logo still looks the same as it does today. Get out of here. Well, you never know. I mean, Pepsi <laughs> I mean, really it hasn't changed. the same as when we were little. I no, mean, Coca-Cola. It's, it's Coca-Cola has a, Coca-Cola's uh, fair enough. But you can't convince me they didn't make any more flavors of Mountain Dew. Oh, well, there's probably like 150 <laughs> by 20. Exactly. They only had Code Red and regular sh- flavor Mountain Dew on that shelf. Maybe all the other ones. They, they all had <laughs> Maybe we knew that there was stuff in them that you shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> As I check my, Asling Chuck's my USA. USA. Oh, excuse me. USA. You also have to look at it. It's the South. They'd kind of do that. It is the South, but no, they I, don't care. They'll drink gasoline and I, and vinegar together. And I know that's a silly complaint. It's more of a joke, but it, it is one of the th- one thing that like slightly pulled me out of it during it. I was like, this is in the near future, but it's shocking. It just looks like 2021. Don't be chuggy. It, yeah. <laughs> See, I kind of like dismissed all that stuff since I became. Like I since I started living in the future, because I remember like in the '90s thinking that 2005 was going to be like super awesome. That's fair. Yeah, it's not Back to the Future. That's for sure. Yeah, it definitely didn't become Back to the Future. Like I totally wanted myself tying laces. Yeah. Or I wanted my air drying coat. Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess the or hoverboard. Like, I don't know what else they could have done with it. Like thrown in, thrown a couple robots. Like not Greek, like robot robots, but like droney robots like Roomba's floor sweeping robot type things or like yeah like touch screens i don't know i think they kind of did it with that um billboard to announce where they were yes yeah 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 Yeah, it was all electronic and everything yeah and then the big like holographic lady outside of the building like they did a little bit of stuff and i i fair enough and Um, i'll admit like i kind of was being judgmental i was like yeah right the south is going to really have that type of futuristic tech (laughs) <laughs> like i'm sorry also yeah i'm not good. trying to throw shade to the th- southern states but it just seems like in current american affair it seems like when we try to do something progressive those people try to go back and like i don't know go back 50 That's, years yeah it's because so, the devil lives in the electronics sean you can't ex- you can't let the devil into your home or your which I, I like. I appreciate the Roxxon reference. I think this, I this. I don't know if this is the the official first appearance of Roxxon in an MCU official Disney capacity, because it's shown up in a bunch of other stuff that we've watched over over the years. Um, but it's always been like Agents of Shield or like the the not that pseudo canon stuff where you're not really sure what that means anymore. Wait, Agents of Shield is now part of canon. It. I mean, it's not. 
that's what I keep hearing, and I'm like, why isn't it? Then they have like Thor two drop in right like, storyline. I know. It uh, who knows because because Disney decided that it wasn't even though right. it aired on ABC. Yeah, because like, it was done by a different showrunner than than Kevin uh, Fiji. Okay, I Don't mean, I figured the cast they were super butthurt about it. Yeah. Oh, uh, I I mean I kind of figured like okay well I get the Netflix stuff not being canon. I mean, even that. Yeah, well, even like the stuff that came after Disney owned it, like Cloak and Dagger had like a huge part of it featured rocks on. Like that's Ugh. how they got their powers, blah, blah, blah. But it's probably not canon. Runaway is not canon. Which are both such deep cuts. Like those shows were so They're good. They're good shows, yeah. But anyways. I, I, I really wanted to catch Runaways. I mean, I guess I technically I can. You technic- it's on Hulu. So can. I think it's also on Disney+. Plus. I think it's on both of them. But Yeah. There was, there, I mean, they are good shows. They end in satisfying ways. At least one of them does. Cloak and Dagger is kind of a ends on a bummer because I think he only got two seasons, but it's still good. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, I don't want to go on too long of a tangent. Everybody should watch Loki. Loki's awesome, but we have something way more important to talk about. Everybody, something that would only be awesome if DC could get behind it. <laughs> hmm. But heroes don't do that. <laughs> I'm sure you all know what we're talking about. Yeah, I don't even know. If we I feel that this news like broke like mainstream media. Like it was like the headline. Like <laughs> Biden's like probably in his office in the Oval Office, like getting a, a you know. Oh, he's with Putin right now. They're talking about it right yeah, now. Yeah, him and Putin are talking <laughs> about this right now. They're ha- this is this is actually yeah this is. <laughs> So I guess if you don't know, viewers or not viewers, listeners, nobody. I hope listeners. nobody's. If you're <laughs> if you're looking at this podcast, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> hey, you know what? I actually always wanted to uh, ask Dan if we should just put like a graphic and like, put our recording and then throw it up on YouTube. Yeah, but I never did. Yeah. Anyways, if you're listening or if uh, listeners out there don't know. The recent headline is that in one of the episodes of Harley Quinn, they wanted to do a joke. Well, not a joke. A scene uh, or like a gag or something. Yeah, like a scene, a gag where Harley Quinn, or not Harley Quinn, uh, Batman wish. was going down on Catwoman by going down. Uh, what it's like, do I have to give like the sex talk now? Like, no, it's fine. You need to, like, you need if to you don't know what words. that means, you need to Google it and then come back to us. With safe search off, probably. Otherwise, you're not going to find any results. <laughs> uh, basically, he wouldn't pet the kitty. So, yeah, we'll, we'll say that he wouldn't pet the kitty with his tongue. <laughs> uh, and DC uh, Entertainment, I assume it was entertainment, not the comics, but probably. Mm-hmm. They said, nope, nope, no, no go. Heroes don't do that. Heroes, and, heroes yeah. don't do that. Which is the funniest thing to say out of context of this conversation. It really is. <laughs> You're like, going down uh, on a woman, heroes don't do that. It's so weird because in terms of DC Comics, within the last few years, they showed Batman's dick. They did, but it was a scandal. It was a scandal. <laughs> but, like... They've also shown them basically fucking the Catwoman and Batman on the rooftop. Yep. And got their masks on. Yeah, that was like yeah. the new Fifty Two first issue of Catwoman, I think. They or I think it was the first. Yeah, it was the first issue of Catwoman, and they got to it on the rooftop. Oh, I was making a slide for um, what was it? Uh, All Star Batman. Oh, yep, 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 yep. So yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's happened before. It happens a lot. But it's always scandalous. Nobody, Bruce Wayne, just she can't get none. No, Bruce Wayne is a playboy. He gets it. He fucks it. He goes down on it. He eats it. Yeah. But who's not to say? He might actually be like, nope, I'm not doing it. Look at his personality. He always has to be in control. He does not want to give up control to somebody else. But that's why he likes Catwoman. Because she ha- makes him lose control. Exactly. That's that's the appeal. Mm. That's so. And and why else would you have those little horns on your hood? <laughs> like, well, what, those are handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the one comic. Oh god, shit. What? I don't know what you're going. It's fine. Cut this out. <laughs> You know anyway. what, though? I will go Superman would. He would do that. He pleases Lois. There has yeah. to be. If Dick you Grayson think of would. Dick Grayson, definitely would. His name oh, yeah. is Dick. Yeah, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the question. We all know what Dick Grayson's ass look like. Yeah. Would Batman eat Dick Grayson's ass? <laughs> That's <a> damn. <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> DC, from, DC would not allow that. Heroes don't do that. Heroes definitely don't do that. Um, no, I, DC from like the 1960s is coming out and being like, how dare these allegations of Batman and Robin being <laughs> I will say no, but not because heroes don't do that. I kind of feel like Batman would be like looking at him like, because he saw him growing up, so that's kind of that's gross. fair. That is fair. Like, I'd be like nah. Barbara Gordon when he's old. That creeps me out for some reason. That's a problem. I, that is a that's problem. The, I know that's, that's a whole other conversation. That's the worst. That's like, that is single handedly the worst thing that Bruce Tim has ever done. Yeah, absolutely yep. fair. It, it was gross, and it, like people were up in arms when they did the Killing Joke, and, and the, the Killing there. Joke. No, thank you. But it was like, <laughs> I mean, I kind of got it. Because I was like, well, watching the series after series, and you saw that. But still, yeah. it's still weird. It is still yeah. weird. It's like you saw Barbara. Like, literally, I think someone had pointed out on the internet. Maybe it was, like, Honest Trailers or something like that. They were like, it's really gross when you add in this scene from the original Batman series of, oh, Barbara, you've grown up. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yep. no. Yeah. No, that is wrong, Bruce. Yep. No. But no, I love that this, this Catwoman thing's a whole a whole thing. Just I definitely like the. It's so funny. Statement. I want Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer to weigh in. Oh, I hope they do. <laughs> I absolutely hope they something comes of that. <laughs> no puns intended. <laughs> 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 We're gonna lose a lot of sponsors. Dan's, Dan's, Dan's so putting sorry. some bleeps into this conversation. It's the too hot for CBP. <laughs> nice. He just cuts in after this moment. It gets a little hot. This is CBP after dark. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean it's it's interesting because they sh- they do show plenty of not show but they imply plenty of that with other characters. It's just not Batman. Uh, yeah. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy clearly are. What, I because like, their villains are allowed to to do that only. I bet you, if it was like they're more 
upper echelon well-known villains they probably would say no i think it's only because the joker doesn't do that <laughs> oh oh he totally wouldn't he's a self he would. no yeah yeah he's he's an asshole. Le- okay, lex, lex luther does not do that no he wouldn't <laughs> he's he's too selfish he'd just be like nope yeah he'd be like the guy f- from desperado like uh the big boss guy yeah that just like is not amused by sex yeah so um king shark does but you don't want him to wow <laughs> he would have a big tongue though <laughs> what are you those teeth man yeah there's those teeth that's a that's a hazard oh. i mean if his you... jaw would literally unhinge listen sean if that's oh, yeah. if you want to take that risk that's up to you that's a personal choice <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can ask, uh, uh, what was it Richard Dreyfus from Jaws? <laughs> oh, no. Because he got sucked up in that Jaws. Not did well. Did he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, um, no, it's, uh, it, it was an interesting thing. I, I don't know. I, I, comic I, books are weird. Comic, comic book's weird, and comic book culture around it is weird because they want they want realism in their superheroes but yet when it gets too real they're like whoa this is too much yeah nope we're not going there and it's like like the the bad dick type of thing like what were you expecting like i personally i did not see it like i i didn't get a chance to see it before it got taken off the shelves but i I think so yeah yeah, it's a a valuable comic (laughs) I, i mean i don't know it might be 20 years from now, it's going to be like the Bat Dick comic. and everybody's Basically, gonna it's it. like these days, the Ariel Dick cover for The Little Mermaid. <laughs> oh, that one, yeah. That's what it's going to be in like 30 years. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the one well, I mean, we got to see. I mean, yeah, I think what did they expect? Like, I guess someone said, like, oh, he looks like he has like a pack of dimes. And it's like, what, yeah. what did you expect? Like him to just have like a giant schlong just like bouncing around like <laughs> Like, come on now. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah or no, that's the fact that it got too real. Like, why is he walking around naked in the back cave? I don't know. Man's rich. Rich people do weird things. I'm, you're in your home. Why wouldn't you walk around naked? Even yeah. his home just happens to be a dark, dank cave. Exactly. Like, I don't know. Also, <laughs> rich people are weird. Yeah. Yep. Like, seriously, they do weird things. Like, it's a fucking like T Rex or whatever. It's <laughs> a giant yeah. T Rex, and you're hang up as wise Batman naked in the Batcave. <laughs> exactly. You got a giant penny, a T Rex. Some reason he takes souvenirs from his villains yep. and like costumes of little kids. Yep, and puts them in glass cases. And yeah, uh-huh. you're like why is he naked? That's yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's but, weird. Yeah. It and it and that extends to other things. Um. No, I don't want to tangent this too long because we should probably wrap up. But like, uh, when Batwoman wasn't allowed to marry Maggie Sawyer, which was bullshit. It was some real bullshit because they were gonna get together, and then like DC stepped in for reasons unknown, and we're like, no, they they can get engaged, but then we're gonna break them up, and they can't, you know, they can't be that intimate together. It was early barrier gaze, except instead of actually killing them, we just ruined their happiness. Right? Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird time. And I think that's actually what made Greg Grucka quit for like a decade. And uh, then he came back, obviously, to write some Lois Lane and other things. So I guess they smoothed it over. But DC gets weirdly prudish about stuff for no good reason, honestly. Yeah, um, I think it's probably like they're, I don't, 
I always feel weird saying this stuff like, but like corporate overlords and just like, yeah, it's they, they, yeah, they see this stuff and like, nope, that's, that's it's, too it's, progressive. Yeah, there. It's, it's some I'm guys in some suits and it absolutely is a yeah. little too progressive for them or it's a too, too risque. Um, meanwhile, you get shows like, uh, the boys or, or invincible or like whatever. And they're not afraid to like no. do some stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, well, we're not, we're not owned by, you know, Warner Brothers. Or, they're not afraid to have the lead character breastfeed off of an adult woman, an adult character. That's, that's correct. That is, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, that yeah, they're, that, the boys is a whole situation. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, the boys isn't afraid to do some messed up stuff. Um, but I think that's part of the show. Um, but the point, point being is that they're, they're pushing boundaries of, of things and, um, Granted, a lot of those people aren't heroes, but even the heroes that there are, like, Invincible's fucking... It's messed up. What? Hmm? Invincible. Well, Invincible is messed up, but I meant the character Invincible yeah. gets it. And he's a hero. Yeah. Like, there's, they're not messing around there. There's, you know, that. Um, so, I don't know. These big companies need to, to, to ease up. Let Batman go down on Catwoman. Let Catwoman... Yeah. Catwoman deserves it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> After about 80 years, she deserves something. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> After the backstory they gave her, fuck yeah, she does. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's had a hard life. Just <laughs> let that man go down on her. Like, come on now. Uh, I mean, with that being said. That being said, we can't go any further on this one. <laughs> yeah, no. Everybody weigh in if you want to know more. Okay. Yeah, uh, call in to the show. Um, I don't. I don't know our number. Uh, right, here right is into Dan's the show. cell phone number. Beep, yeah. beep, 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 yeah, beep, here's, beep, beep, beep. Here's five, five, five. BBP. Hit. Tell him what you think about <laughs> Batman going down on Catwoman, or possibly eating Dick Grayson's ass. Yeah, either or. He'll just, just. <laughs> That's, those are the phone calls Dan wants to receive. Make sure you call him at 2 a.m. middle of the night. If you're drunk, it's even better. He loves that. And He's also just, Mark Garfield, so if you call him on a Monday. Yeah, call him on Monday a Monday, night. 2 a.m. Uh, while you're drunk, just drunk text him or drunk dial, whatever, and, and let him know what you think. And hopefully we will be back for another podcast. Yeah, Dan, if Dan if will we let us, are allowed back. Um, we, we probably won't be allowed back without Dan's supervision. But I, w- I want to commend us. We are a little bit. We're we're a little long, and I apologize. But I feel as if this last segment was very important to discuss. And, totally. Uh, yeah. I, I feel as if like you can't not discuss it because it's so prevalent right now. So. And we couldn't lead with it because we'd be talking. We would. We'd you. still be talking about it, and we yeah. would not have told you about the comics. So exactly. I don't know. This is the compromise that, that we reached. But you should never compromise on pleasure. Catwoman. <laughs> and with that. And she got to get hers. She has yep, to get hers. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and with that, I would like to thank our sponsors. Uh, <laughs> those that remain. <laughs> those that remain. Hopefully we didn't lose any because of this episode. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Comics, Thriftburg. And New Dimension Comics, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm your host, Sean Atkins, and with me is Link. 
You gotta, you gotta lead. What? Dan said it that way. Hawk. Okay. And with me today is Link. Oh yeah, he does say his name first. See, yeah, he. There's the. Well, I thought it was Anyway, Link. Oh, see everybody. Kate. I would totally go down on Catwoman. Bye. And this has been. The Comic Book Pit, 385. Have a good night. Our, our final or, episode. Or day. <laughs> our final episode. <laughs> <laughs>